Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. The Other Side of Midnight presents Denunciations. I must first begin by denouncing the president of the Philippines, Ferdinand Marcos Jr., who went to see a Coldplay concert. No, there's nothing wrong with Coldplay. I'm not denouncing him for seeing Coldplay. I'm denouncing him because he was flown in because concert goers created unforeseen traffic complications. He used his presidential helicopter to see Coldplay. Okay, he's now been widely criticized for using this presidential helicopter to attend this Coldplay concert north of the capital in Manila, bypassing the area's notorious traffic jams. Finally, we have found the next job for Chris Christie. If Chris, if um, Fernand Marcos Jr. chooses not to run for re-election, Chris Christie ought to be the next president of the Philippines because this apparently they they stand for this kind of thing over there. This is just so arrogant and so elitist. You can't deal with the traffic. You can't wait in line. So you're going to have your presidential helicopter swoop you into the concert? Give me a break. Ferdinand Marcos Jr., I do denounce you. I must also denounce George Conway, who is, um, I think he's the ex-husband of Kellyanne Conway or estranged husband. He, she was, he was once Kellyanne Conway's husband. I'm not sure of their current marital status. But he's one of the leading anti-Trump uh, Republicans on cable news. And I have to tell you, you know, he was – He's he tweeted something that I thought was really reprehensible the other day. He was making a, a tweet about Donald Trump's attorney, Alina Haba. Now, I don't know if Alina Haba is a good attorney or a bad attorney. I, I can see – I've heard things that seem to suggest both things. But she – he posts a photo of Alina Haba and a link to an article about not having uh, – about her not doing the right thing, maybe not making the proper objections or something along those lines. And this is what this guy tweets as his comment to – this Alina Haba article, who was the Trump attorney. I was going to tweet, Silicone doesn't make you smart in response to something on here, but I thought better of it and didn't do it. And I'm not going to say whom it was about. Smiling face emoticon. It's, he's basically sending a dig at Haba's appearance and implying that she's had plastic surgery on her breasts by saying he wasn't sending it. I mean, this is absurd. I mean, this is the worst type of sexism. And it shouldn't matter whether, you know, this is a, a Trump hater or if he was a Trump fan. This is what drives people crazy about about women being objectified in the public sphere and in the workplace. If you have a problem with her clients, say so. Say what the problem is. If you have a problem with the lawyering that she does, say so. Say what she did wrong. 
But for you to basically say, uh, oh, you know, she's got silicone breast implants and, oh, I'm not going to say that's why she didn't do a good job or that doesn't make you a good attorney. It's a pretty overt and bold case of sexism. And even MSNBC legal analyst Lisa Rubin scolded George Conway for this uh, because this is, to me, just completely contemptible. George Conway, I do denounce you. I must also denounce Snopes.com. You know, I used to check Snopes.com all the time because it used to be a great source and a great website for checking out if something was true or not or if it was an urban myth. Now, it does seem like there's a little bit more of a political agenda here and a lot less independent fact-checking going on. So they marked, they had to, they, on Saturday, they marked a story as true about, a a true story about President Biden wearing a hard hat backwards as false. President Biden did wear a hard hat backwards. That's a fact. And they marked it as false. They got so much heat for marking a true story false, that eventually they reversed their own ruling and the story is now marked true. So maybe you saw the photo. I mean, it's not that big of a deal, which is why it's so confounding to me that they would go out of their way to lie about whether the story is true or not. So at issue was a photo of President Biden wearing a backwards hard hat, which went viral on the right um, on all over social media, garnering enough attention to warrant a Snopes check. So the photo, which shows Biden wearing this hard hat backwards, was included in the Snopes article that first called the story false. The first tweet used in the Snopes article was a zoomed-in photo of Biden wearing a hard hat backwards. The close-up from a photo of Biden wearing the hard hat backwards was shared by Minnesota Democrat Amy Klobuchar. Big shout-out to our listeners in Minneapolis, WCCO. They then also included a tweet which showed the same hat on a construction worker's head facing the other direction. Pointing out the bill of the hat, the Snopes article then accused the construction worker of being the one wearing the hard hat wrong rather than Biden wearing the hard hat backwards. Now, it was total nonsense. Biden had the hard hat on backwards. Now, it doesn't mean anything. Could still protect your head if you're wearing it backwards. But the fact that they went out of their way to mark it as false when it was so clearly true, it really, I think, undermines the credibility of Snopes as an independent fact-checking organization. Snopes.com, I do denounce you. I also want to denounce the Long Island midwife who faked vaccines. Oh, yes. This Long Island midwife falsified vaccine records for about 1,500 school-aged children, according to the New York State Department of Health, which uh, has fined her 50000 excuse me, $300,000. So the authorities said this scheme began at the start of the 2019-2020 school year after a measles epidemic That had led New York to end religious exemptions for immunizations. The new rules meant that about 26,000 children who had previously been exempted needed to get vaccinated to return to school that fall. But instead of administering the required vaccines, the midwife 
Jeanette Breen of Baldwin, New York, gave thousands of homeopathic oral pellets to school-aged children and then falsified their immunization records. I mean, that's nothing to mess around with. Really nothing to mess around with. What's not clear to me, based on the reporting of this story so far, is if the parents, if all the parents anyway, knew that those children were not getting the measles vaccine. I don't know if she was in league with the parents and they were both pulling a con on the school system or if she was trying to get one over on the parents as well. I think a lot of these parents were in on it, though. I want to denounce these cleaning crews that let more than 30 cats starve in Woodhaven. More than 30 cats were abandoned in a filthy Woodhaven apartment and rescued on Wednesday by a local animal rescue group. Big shout out to Mike and New Rochelle for uh, bringing the story to my attention. I wouldn't have seen it. More than 30 cats. So you have Megan Lacari, who's the president of Puppy Kitty NY City, said she received a call for help on Wednesday regarding someone kicking a cat out of a store and hitting it with a broomstick on Jamaica Avenue across from Forest Parkway. The resident sent Lacari a photo of three cats and added that there were more in an abandoned apartment next door. So the rescue team dispatched a number of volunteers to help. They found out that there were 34 cats in the apartment and that the tenant was evicted around January 4th, meaning the cats were there without food or water since then. So according to Ms. Lakari, the apartment's landlord hired a cleaning crew and the workers started throwing the cats out of the window. And there's photos and videos showing the cats roaming nearby stores and streets. So this group, Puppy Kitty NY City, then called the 102nd Precinct for help, and authorities confirmed the incident to the Queen's Chronicle and added that a total of 12 cats were reported injured. They have no idea how many in total because they could have, you know, run away or been injured or even worse. This is really reprehensible. If you're a cleaning crew, that is actually going to be throwing cats to the wolves, essentially, not literally, but figuratively. I mean, I think this is just horrible. First of all, shame on the tenant that was evicted and left these 30 cats to starve. But the first thing that this cleaning crew should have done when they got in there is called one of these animal rescue groups. 